Recording straight out of Fife, Scotland, you're listening to Films and Swearing, a movie podcast with your hosts, Stuart Sutherland, and the no care and always swearing, Andy Walker. Yeah. Welcome to January. Welcome to episode 211. Yes. It is the start of January, for obvious reasons. Uh-huh. Yep, we explained it last week. You know, um, done anything about veganuary? No. <laughs> this is where I go by one of those veggie sausage rolls. The controversial veggie sausage rolls. Is it a controversial sausage roll? Veggie it's just because it, it's a veggie sausage roll, but... The title contains the word sausage. Well, technically sausage is just the shape of the meat you get. Alright, so if they have like a some sort of vegetable sausage equivalent. Well that's that's I guess what you it get is. Beef sausages, pork sausages, vegetable sausages. Corn. Corn sausages. Yeah. all I'm expecting is like a veggie sausage roll is just it's a carrot and pastry. <laughs> They'll just cut carrots into this shape of a sausage. It'll just be fucking somebody eating vegetables and then <laughs> only a bit of pastry and then that's it. <laughs> like baby bird feeding them. <laughs> <laughs> now roll it, children. Right, now put it in the pastry and into the oven. Yes, that's all fucking Linda McCartney. Fucking <laughs> 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 battered children where one's like. <laughs> Today we will be reviewing the movie. Now let me get all the titles up. It is Rumble in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Police woman, young tiger, heroine. Not not the like jab in the arm. It's just like heroic female. No. <laughs> so that is the film of many titles we're covering. Yeah, it is from nineteen seventy three. I think we've always known it as Rumble in Hong Kong. I've like, never known it at all. <laughs> okay, back in the day, I know I knew it as Rumble in Hong Kong mm-hmm. uh, when I saw it appear on Netflix as Young Tiger. Oh, I thought that was fairly new. Um, and I didn't know it was the same film until you see like the wee title, like that little uh, it's, thumbnail it's, that they put on Netflix yeah. and it's just Jackie Chan with that big black mole on his cheek and it's like, oh, that's Rumble in Hong Kong. <laughs> but yes, I think originally it was all known as Police Women. Like, that was its Hong Kong title. And then I guess when it got famous, Rumble in Hong Kong. <laughs> with uh, the clever title Before the Bronx dot 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 no yep so I think I'm where the fuck Young Tiger come from who's the Young Tiger because you're saying that and you have a picture of Jackie Chan is he Young Tiger no he's a young thug is it maybe the taxi driver that's a tiger maybe does, does, he wasn't charismatic enough to really he's in a yearly cop resemble a fucking tiger though or the police woman she done quite good did she but... scratch anybody Kicked a few cunts, but I think I'm a tiger comes for. No. No. No tigers. So, I, actually, I thought before we start, we could warm up. Obviously, we've, we've talked about our veggie sausage rolls, but uh-huh. last week when we were doing our initial episode, we forgot. Well, if anyone's wondering what the fuck, there's not a child in a cage. That ba- <laughs> that noise in the oh, background no in this house, is it? the third host, Buttercup. Oh. Is that a fucking its name? Yep. I know, well, you shouldn't have told me I'm going to eat it now. Fucking now, I can't. It's got a name. Oh, <laughs> has a soul. <laughs> I thought. You, I thought for a second there, I've put you off peanut butter, <laughs> like, <laughs> like butter. Uh, just, just budgies. Aye. Uh, 
So yes, I it, it has a soul. It will chirp. Yeah. It will try and talk to us. I know it kind of looks a bit villainous with the fact that it's got a blank over it. Yeah. We hoped it would fall asleep, but it doesn't. Yeah, so I think we should play the film quiz. Oh, go on then. Because again, what I thought, forget the scoreboard. Why? Because there's going to be times where we're, Mike's not here, so he already sat for a disadvantage. Exactly. Then there could be a time where you might not be here. Then be another but I need let, all the help I can get. Let's not tally it up. Let's not compare. It'll be tallied. Let's not compare. Officially, but like, <laughs> dick sizes. Let's just pull a couple of cards to warm up and just for the bands. And take the piss out of me. Because <laughs> I'm looking. <laughs> it's like, what's wrong? Dyslexic. Like, no! You can't even read the card. <laughs> right, so I'm not prepared. It's lying over there. Oh, you don't fuck. I was wondering why you kept looking off in the fucking space. Okay, so pick a card for me. It's alright, you gotta be telling it to me. You don't need to close your eyes. <laughs> I'm trying to do it right. Oh my god, I would have got this. <laughs> Alright, who wants to go first? I'll go first because this is easy as fuck. Yes. Okay, Andy. Alright, Buttercup. <laughs> Fucking steel cage. Are you ready? Quiz me. Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hardy star in which historical action movie about fur hunting? Fuck off. The Did Revenant. Eh? The Revenant. Yes. There was actual seconds like, what the fuck? What the fuck's that film great? I'm glad you, because initially I thought Inception until you said, what was it about? Fur hunting. Yes. I do think they're, that, that, that oh, just no. seems fucking filthy. I know. Fur hunting. <laughs> like, it's just a film with the two of them going about the tune. But would Inception really be a historical movie? No. Nah. So I'm glad it had that extra bit of detail. I'm surprised it didn't make that harder and just says, name a film with them too. But aye. Alright. In Beowulf, what is the name of the monster that the warrior Beowulf must defeat? Fuck's sake. Grimwald. Fucking. You you got your first couple of letters, like Grendel. Oh, Grendel. I would not have got that. No. Oh, I remember from Beowulf. Because we, we saw that in cinemas, me and you. Made the trek to Dunfermline. Oh, did we? To go see CGI Angelina Jolie. Boobs and tail. Yeah. In which 2017 action-adventure movie does Tom Cruise accidentally unearth an ancient tomb of Egyptian princess? The mummy? Oh, really? They weren't with that? <laughs> so fucking easy. How do you get the easy ones? In the 2013 movie, Gravity... With which actress is George Bush? George Bush? He's <laughs> at <laughs> <laughs> Gravity. Who do you watch it? <laughs> which actress is George Clooney stranded? George Al- Clooney? I said George. You said Josh. No, we'll, we'll play back the tape. No. In 2013 movie Gravity, with which actress is George Clooney stranded in outer space? I can't who she is, but I think I know. If you could tell me... She's in Bird Box. Three films that she stars in. Miss Congeniality 1 and 2. <laughs> Bird Box. <laughs> Alright, I didn't know about the Miss Congeniality. Is that not Reese Witherspoon? No, she's in Illegally Blonde. Ah. 
Today I learned. <laughs> Still not got the name. She was in Speed. I know. Speed 2 Cruise Control. Aye. She was in the Lake House with Keanu Reeves. No, just tell me, I won't get her name. Sandra Bullock. Boss. That's why I fucked up, because I said George Bullock the first time, and you, you turned it as Bush. So I was like, oh. I, <laughs> I thought I'd just tell you the answer when I was reading it. I, like, I still get a point for that, because I can't know who she was. Oh, fuck's sake. Another easy. Aye. Stop finding the easy ones for me, Andrew. Stop taking it easy on me. What is Red October in the hunt for Red October? A submarine? Did he see all fucking no and then... Oh, I just got Rain Man tell you the truth. That's, I've never seen the film, just Hunt for Red October, and I just know that's a submarine movie. Yeah, I've never seen it. I just so, kid Sean Connery's looking for a submarine and a submarine. <laughs> submarine and a submarine. It was just, like, other than that, I would just know it as, it's a movie. I just know that they're in a submarine. So that, the only one other word I could associate with that film is what saved my ass. Yes. I don't know if it's a good film. I, I think it is. This is my last question, you had no... Oh, right so do his ass. Yeah, no. <laughs> I didn't pull my knob at your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Too much insults. Okay, which two Welsh stars played the leading the leading roles? In <laughs> Fucking give me a good man. You might manage it. Uh, which two Welsh stars played the leading roles in the Mask of Zorro? Really? Yeah. Okay, think the... Catherine Zeta-Jones. That's one. It's not Antonio Banderas. I've not seen the film. I just kidding, she's in it. Yep. She's an old slug. Oh, she's fucking... Um, Silence of the Lambs. That's it. You're, that, that's, that's that. That's the same actor. He's in both of those movies. Come on, reach in there. <laughs> Fuck off. I've gone anywhere near your ass. <laughs> well, the answer's there, Andrew. You just need a little... <laughs> going, I'd rather get it wrong. <laughs> uh, Come on, hop to it. You just tell me the answer, you bastard. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins. That's it. Anthony Hopkins and Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh, yeah. well, today I learned they're Welsh. You didn't kid they were Welsh? No. I kid they were Welsh, I just didn't kid they were in fucking Zorro. They're the only Welsh fuck I can. Mm. So that is the warm-up quiz. Uh, that wasn't too bad. Terrible. <laughs> fucking terrible. You had all the fucking answers blanked. <laughs> I just shrunk wrap everything <laughs> before you got here. So, today's film, our first instalment of Chan Yuri, we're reaching right back to the 70s, more or less where... Jackie wasn't even a, a leading man at this stage. No. Just then. I was going to say, a guy with a bit part. Like, he's a little bit more than an extra in this one. He's like the main bad guy's main henchman. Yes, he is. He's like the top henchman. And I think that's always like the, the preconceived notion of this. Like, Rumble in Hong Kong was a load of crap because it's Jackie Chan's an extra in this movie. And it's just the fact that he got famous. That's why it all got repackaged. Yeah. But the fact, when you actually watch it, he actually has... A decent wee role in it. Mm. He wasn't he just a action in the background with a mole <laughs> and they just fucking cropped and zoomed on his face. Yeah. So, the film directed, written and directed by Muchu. Muchu? Yes. What's he famous for? Uh, director of 16 films. 
right. mostly throughout the seventies, and a few of them I recognise like as other sort of, uh, like Jackie Chan films. So I think it's some other work he done as like an extra. So this must have been something he was associated with at the time. But Muchu is responsible for such things as now Andrew. Don't give you a shiny pound coin if you don't laugh when I say these names. Don't they? Flower drums of Fung Yang. <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, Snake Fist Fight. This is my own fault. Bad 369. Uh, snake Shadow Llama Fist. Llamas. <laughs> <laughs> and Third Hand. <laughs> The rest of these ones from IMDb are all in Chinese, so I cannot translate. Unless you fancy watching Woody Tai Sha Zhang. No thanks. <laughs> Good. Or or Yangu. <laughs> Yangu. Yeah. It's, it's almost Yang Gun, but it's no. It's Y U N G U. The film stars Charlie Chin as IMDb's phoned it in. Like Aye. the film, they had character names on IMDb: Cab Driver. Yeah, I noticed that. And as soon as I read that, I completely forgot what his name was. Right, you think... It's almost like Chen Chen. But the first yeah. one is like C-H-I-E-N, and the other one is just Chen. Chen. Aye. But cab driver. Yeah. You just think that he's a fucking extra. <laughs> like, give the man a name. And then you had a Yun Q as a Hao Mei... Uh, Hao Mei Hao? Or Ho Mei Hao. Uh-huh. Uh, Betty Pay. I always want to say Betty Tai Pay, but it's not. It's Betty Pay Tai as Xiao Mei, Chun Hu as Ho Mei Fang, Jackie Chan as Gang Leader, and uh, Nan Chiang as The Boss. I guess it's like that's that's. The, 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 I don't want to cram like a mafia boss, but like a wee triad boss, if anything. Uh, Andrew. Yes. Do would you care to tell the audience what is the plot of this film? I'll get a go. Go for it. Well, it starts with a lassie gone missing and a policewoman trying to find her. Mm-hmm. And then the taxi driver finds a drugged up woman, mm-hmm. tries to save her by taking her to the hospital and gets himself involved in some sort of gang and drug activity. Yes. Which connects him to the policewoman. And, and together then, they must. And both of them have to go against the gang and try to beat them up. So, it actually has a story to it. Part of me was just thinking, <laughs> I thought the worst of this film before actually watching it. I was just thinking, like, I'm surprised one of the fucking alternative titles to this film is not like Chinese, like, fucking taxi driver. Because <laughs> it is, he's more or less like a taxi driver rebelling against fucking thugs. Mm-hmm. Sure, he's no fucking walking about with a mohawk blowing fingers off Harvey Keitel, but. <laughs> Still, it's something. Yeah. Would you like to know what Jackie Chan was doing in 1973? Apart from this film? Yeah. He'd done another ten films. Oh, for fuck's sake. Like, this must be where, like, working as an extra pays off. Yeah. Because you could kind of gravitate from project to project. So, for the English titles, have you done a film called Ambush? Extra, uncredited. Then, there was another one that's in Chinese. Bruce Lee and I. Uh, he was credited as Thug. Another Chinese one. There's one called uh, Tai Wei, and he's credited as Japanese extra. <laughs> then Rumble in Hong Kong. Uh, following that, Village on Fire. Not not from Ringo Lam. <laughs> uh, he's credited as Thug Dash 
beats up a woman. <laughs> so that, I guess that's how he stood it for the rest. Yeah. Just then hammering a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Enter the dragon. Thug in prison. Yeah. That, that famous shot that like, everyone kind of is familiar with now. Uh, dragons of death. He plays guard. Oh. And Superman against the Orient. What? Superman against the Orient. He said Superman against the Orient. <laughs> it was a Superman taking on the Chinese. <laughs> Take on Asia. Aye. Uh, he was an extra in that as well. And in 19... Well, of course, 1973. Snake Fist Fighter. Another one from Mewtwo. And he is credited as Jackie. Ah. So by the end of the year, he finally got a character. And he got a name. Might be his own name, but it was a name. Nonetheless. How long until he made it big? Uh, Snake in the Eagle's Shadow was 1978. Ah, so, uh, four years later. Struggling for a couple of years first. So, that was it. All his extra work. And by the end of that year, he got a, a fucking name. And then he'd done his run, I think it was like low-way movies, where it was To Kill With Intrigue. Uh, there's a Blu-ray company in the UK called 88 Films. Mm-hmm. And they're releasing all those old ones on Blu-ray now. And it is like To Kill With Intrigue. Uh, Dragon Fist, Fearless Hyena. So he was like the ones where he was becoming a leading man, but he wasn't paired with a great director yet. Yeah. And then we got paired with Yin Wu Ping for Snake and Eagle Shadow. That's when he kind of took off. Yeah. So, yes. No. The only way I thought is the best way to kind of review this film is kind of break into three categories. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Because there are some moments this film's pretty ugly. Yes. Like that. They see that bit with the, the, the superimposed footage on the TV. Didn't <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Like, it could have been easier to. Ah, they can't. Let's. Just record something and play it on the TV. Exactly. Video camera. Like, ah. So, we'll start with your initial thoughts, Andrew. What did you think of the film? Uh, a 70s film. I've not really seen a good 70s film ever. I wouldn't say that, I'm sure you have. Ever? Yeah. Tell me. Rocky. Is that in the 70s? Bastard. <laughs> Killed myself. <laughs> I think the first two is in the 70s. Are they? Yeah. Oh well, fuck. So, my favourite film. Don't, don't hate yourself. I do. When did. Uh, maybe The Godfather was out before the 70s, but. I'm double checking, even though I know I'm right. fucking kick my ass with your knowledge. <laughs> 76 for Rocky. <sighs> 79 for Rocky 2. So, Andrew, you do like it, you just think you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'd give fucking uh, an alright. Aye. For a, an action film. Mm-hmm. Like, for what? Like. I guess for what you've been given, like a a seventies Hong Kong film, where obviously, like if you went and watched it without the focus being on Jackie Chan, you'd probably be like come out with a fair opinion of it. Maybe. Like you sure the production side of it is quite poor and the director maybe that sounds a little bit basic, but it's not dog shit. No. See, so that's it's worse. That. It's a lot worse. Definitely. Never near as good as. Some of his later stuff. Yeah. Aye. Um, I'm I'm kind of the same boat. It's definitely it's all right, and 
it's just funny that it, it's really accessible for some reason. I know. Like, why the hell is this on Netflix and not Rumble in the Bronx? So again, it just comes into what studio, but and really, this is the reason why we're talking about this film today because it is easily accessible. There's mm. there's no point in me and Andrew having to fucking swap copies of movies to try and get on the same page. Whereas we all have Netflix. Yeah. Let's type his name in, scroll past all his decent films, <laughs> find out one at the bottom, go ho oh, oh, ho oh, ho. Let's do that one. Let's do that one. Young Tiger. That sounded really like sleazy with me rubbing my hands going, Young Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> so, after I jerked off to the film. Oh, you <laughs> Oh, look at them throw cement in her face. <laughs> Dry cement. Let's not get carried away. Aye. But aye, yeah, it is. There's, there's totally good and bad things. Like, you could tell, if you didn't know what era this film was from, the soundtrack to this film would be obvious. Like, this soundtrack is funky as fuck. Aye. It's, it's almost like you're feels like you're should be watching like a black exploitation, like something like coffee or some other black exploitation film. I don't know the name of. Uh, what was it called? What Shaft? No. Or uh, Willie Dynamite. <laughs> it's a legitimate film. Black Belt Jones. Black Belt Jones, of course. <laughs> Aye. So like you'd expect soundtracks like that, but I think Hong Kong cinema they always borrowed from like Hollywood films, so. They probably just thought we just need something upbeat mm-hmm. and funky, and it, it worked. It just it's fine because mm. End of the Dragon has a real funky soundtrack at times. Yeah, it does. So let's see. Let's 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 talk about a good thing about the film. Go on, then. You first. Uh, I don't know. I'll pick this one up then. Uh, you go first. The action sequences weren't terrible. Uh, like the 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 martial arts, the screen fighting, uh, the actress Yin Q. Like when you had that scene with her, like in the like in not in the gym, but like she was practicing and she would just throw an obdi. So it's like right, she's the ultimate weapon in this film. She's the one that's got the skill. Right. To take on the thugs. Aye, uh, and then like when you got your fights towards the end, she's sitting taking on a few of them herself. The the fucking cabbie's doing his best trying to run Jackie Chan down. <laughs> fucking terrible. <laughs> the, there is one atrocious moment where Jackie's being chased and it comes to the point where it's like a building, so he decides to run, jump up the, on top of what looks like a some sort of storage crate or a wooden one, if anything, and the car just stops. You think you want to fucking plow him into the wall, yeah? But like, it's probably someone's car he's borrowed, so stop. <laughs> okay. My possible's fire me. But that's it. It's also Jackie Jan running to jump over something, whereas take a step to the left and you can just walk around it. Yeah. Like, yeah, you don't need to jump over there. There's nothing else around that area. You can run around it. Yeah. So they're like wee nitpicky things, but it is. I think the thing that hurts this film the most is like the production value. Uh-huh. Because some of the editing seems quite chop, chop, chop. Like, when they're driving, booting cars, there's, like, hard cuts to folk who are clearly sat in stationary vehicles uh. reacting and then cutting back to, like, a driving car. <laughs> or the fucking sound effects. There's a point where, like, the cabbie oh, hit one of the cars and the bumpers touch, but it's the sound of a full-on car crash. <laughs> the worst one with me was the fucking... They were driving a bit on dirt. Mm-hmm. And it sounded like he was um, doing fucking donuts on a fucking... Road. Oh, I knew I did not even fucking pick up that one, but it does it look like some because they were 
the thugs always seem to be going a bit in like these red cars, and they give you the impression that it just was like cars for a scrappy. Because some of them headlights were missing, and <laughs> none of the cars looked like they were in good nick. And the one of the most bizarre things about this film was, I'm pretty sure there was no costume department. All they was in plain clothes. You can tell the difference between the police, the the gangsters, and the taxi drivers, because they were all in jeans and shirts. <laughs> There was only two people in suits, and that was like the mafia boss and the police chief. Jackie Chan's run a bit in double denim for like the final fight, <laughs> but there was even the point where the the fucking cabbie got confused by it. Like he went reported to the police, come outside, and the thugs come up to talk to him, and the guy poses as a what was it? Like a, 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 a reporter. That's it. And he gets in the car and the next day, he's like, "You're that reporter." No, we're thugs. Like, oh, I should have known with the clothes. You bastard. I know. But the fuck, hope they just wore their clays. It's like they just showed up wearing what clays they had on that day. There was no costumes in this film. Because I'm just like, not sure there's police, but no one's dressed like police. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was things like that. It's like, this is weird. It feels like real budget filmmaking, where it was like, uh-huh. it probably took them a week to film it. Maybe not even that. And they were just like, they used their own cars and just wore their own clays. But Jackie just seemed a little bit more stylish than the rest. Mm. Now, did you recognise any faces for this film? Because obviously we've seen our fair share of Hong Kong films. The police chief I recognised. Yes. He, the, the, the guy with the milk bottle glasses. Yeah. He, I knew him as the Japanese, uh, I would just say leader of the dojo. In uh, Fist of Fury, like how what's it Fist of Fury? Yes, all right. Where Bruce Lee fought for the school, and he's there in the same, but he's just in like a a fucking gi, right. and he comes out with a sword and to fight Jackie and uh, to fight Bruce, and takes a few kick and then a few kicks, and then <laughs> and then the film continues. But I always remember him because he wore the fucking same glasses and has like the, the exact same look. And obviously this was 73, so it would be a few years prior. Because all of Bruce's films were from the real early 70s. Because mm-hmm. that was the end of the Dragon was the same year. For, well, as we saw in Jackie's extra history of 73. But he was a, a recognisable face. What about the cab driver? I don't think so. He was one of the lucky stars. Oh, was he? Yeah. He's always sort of portrayed as like the tall, handsome one because the rest are all short or pudgy and uh-huh. old men. So, I uh, so because Char- I was Charlie Chan was his name. So I always just remembered him being that guy for the the, the My Lucky Star movies. Was there another copy that we was hanging with? I think I recognised another. The one. one with like the mustache and black hair. I think so. Aye, uh, the because there's you've sort of got two copies. There was one that was really hesitant about helping out. Him and his fucking stupid wife. Uh-huh. And then there was the other one that was really, come on, let's go. I recognised the, the guy up and go guy with black hair, but I never, I didn't reckon enough to find it, like, uh, didn't know enough to pick up his name yeah. and look for his filmography. But And the, the policewoman, she... Uh, she's for fucking... Kung Fu Hustle. Kung Fu Hustle. Uh, and I think she was in a Bond movie as well. Was she? Uh, she was like, a, maybe not a Bond girl, but she was definitely assisted in one of the Bond films back in the day. I have not 
got the information to tell you who, what actual film, what actual Bond man she Bond worked even with. she actually did. I, I <laughs> do remember her claim to fame being was a, a Bond girl. I'm going to guess and say man with a golden gun. Well, let's have a look. I've not seen any of the older things. Ian Q, James Bond. And Google says... Man with a golden gun! Ah, somebody's got a hard one for my God. My my grey matter, there's something in there. (laughs) I've stored a memory once, so... Aye, because I think she was more famous for that than, obviously, Rumble in Hong Kong, surprisingly. (laughs) But she was actually a positive in this film. She wasn't half bad. Oh, right. Like she was a, they were never consistently in it. it was like they would focus on the cabbie for a while and then she would show up at nowhere and it was obviously it was her sister that dies Yeah. and you get misled at the start of the early in the film when like this druggy lassie shows up pretending to be the sister and and that weird moment where she leaves a fake phone number and it turns out to be the phone number of a, like a film studio and they do that frame in oh, frame where it just phones up didn't it just impose an image of like a man in an office going, hello, yes, we're a film studio. Oh, we got this number from this girl. We don't know this girl. And when it hangs up, it's like his conversation continued on his end. Like, you should put the phone up and end it, but it's like, another wrong phone call. It's like, what's this? She just go around the fucking city giving it the wrong number. Exactly. The so, she was, a, I was going to say, an interesting character. Mm. Like, the scenes where she was, she's, She's just a junkie, really, unfortunately. Like was that the woman at the start? Um, that got fucking... Killed. Or, like, harassed. Oh, you thinking what happened to No. Nah, like, where it was, like, a woman and her boyfriend. You were thinking it was a woman uh-huh. with that boyfriend? Nah. Because she seemed to have been already in the circle by the time they brought the girl who died into it. Because she has quite a distinct look. That it was, I think it was Betty... Oh, no, no, the, that wasn't the... That's the sister that dies, but the one they were bullying in the opening scene, uh-huh. where Jack and the Thugs, and there's like a couple making out in a park, uh-huh. they come in and start harassing them. That lassie there getting harassed isn't the druggy lassie. Right, that's yeah. what I was wondering. Because at one point, the druggy lassie told Betty where the, the secret tunnel is to get out after she'd been poisoned. So it seems like the druggy lassie was already deep within the ring as Betty got introduced. Yeah. So, but it's there was like a few flashback sequences. I think if they're all, well, they probably were needed, but it just it was just cut as if it was an next scene. It wasn't any kind of led like it was a flashback because like Betty suddenly appears and then you get like five minutes of her whole backstory where the big boss buys her a fur coat. It's oh, this is brilliant. Next scene, I didn't know I was supposed to let you shag me for it though. <laughs> Rape. And it just somebody frantically trying to close curtains. And it's just the fucking druggy lassie standing outside. Is like, it's happened to me before. <laughs> she knows the pro. She this. I. But it's the moment where they're trying to interrogate the police woman after they've captured her, threw her in like the boss's house, and the druggy lassie shows up. And says, I just need another hit. I need a smoke. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck they're smoking, but it was like heroin or crack. Aye. So they give her like a wee puff, throw her in the room, saying you'll not get the rest until you find out her story. And she'd rolling about the bed like a cat, strung out on like catnip, just rolling about pillows and like. I reckon if they knew what people strung out on drugs were like, but I reckon if there was like acting like a fucking cat. Mm. I, was, I just went watching it last night. He's like, "What the fuck? Where's she smoking catnip?" 
Tell your story. I can. She was just fucking <laughs> rolling about and tell me your story. Here's my story. And they come in and say, No, you're not supposed to tell her about us, you stupid boots. <laughs> I like that moment where it's like, You talked more than her. <laughs> so she said she didn't know where the purse was. And it's funny, like, the, the whole mystery of, like, where was the purse? And she, thankfully, as she died, she found the most convenient hiding place tucking in the back of a chair. And it wasn't it, like, it reappeared at the end by the force of a fucking car crash. <laughs> so it managed to throw itself back up out from tucked behind a cushion. <laughs> I like the, because also the incriminating evidence against the thugs is the fact that they've bombed, like, it was like a rival boss or like mm. a boss they were killing off to take his place. Mm. And in the photos, like, in the flashback sequence, Betty's trying to be discreet, even though she's on like a big camera taking pictures of Jackie as he's putting the bomb under the car. But when you look at the black and white photos, it's almost as if Jackie's posing for the pictures with the bomb in his hand under the car, looking right at her. It's like, And uh, the little trivia note for that, oh no, I don't know if I'm going to be stepping on your toes or not. Not me, I couldn't find anything. The man, the, the man they bomb, like, where they're walking into the car, it's like, thank you, cheerio gets in the car drives away is Muchu writer and director IMDB credits him as Carbon Victim (laughs) (laughs) what about the effect for the car bomb where he drives off it looks like everything's fine and then they just cut in the scene it looks like a burning field (laughs) (laughs) and there's like (laughs) there's a camera shaking on a burning field and it cuts back to her screaming they do like a similar montage when she's being raped where it's like a flower blooming and then it cuts to all this thing about like crude movie posters uh, and then like a flower... That, that's like a conversation they all have with all the taxi drivers. Aye. We're getting all philosophical talking about how life's fucked. Look at all the thing the kids watch. No wonder they're thugs. Uh, it's like you can see tips on that poster. Uh, Corruption. <laughs> and it was just like flower and they come back and it's like withered flower. Like oh, uh, rape. She'll never be the same again. But she's got a nice fur jacket for the... Uh, fur, fur, fur. Aye, <laughs> that was how we are talking about acting at times. is very basic. I feel it's one of these films you can tell probably everything you watch here was probably like done in the first take. Some of the conversations. It was the whole thing with that, that cabbie's wife where oh. that... was It was a policewoman had shown up to talk to Jin uh. Jin and... They're always like, "Oh, what's wrong?" It's like, "Oh, I see, you got her knocked up, and she's, you better not get rid of the baby." And then I was like, "How far along are you?" It's like, "I'm a fucking policewoman." <laughs> oh, I'm a moron. <laughs> Can you read? No, I don't. I'm the police. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was fucking brilliant. It was <laughs> like, what a question to ask. Can you read that? Oh, here's. It didn't look like there was a picture on it. it just like a little just notebook, like a plain piece of paper. Exactly. Oh, it, please. And they're just, she's standing there watching them ransack her room going, oh, this is different, these are a bit... Oh, very stylish. Ah, you don't have, to, you don't seem to have, are you undercover? You don't have a uniform on. You're tearing the apartment to shit. What are you doing? So It's okay though. Mm-hmm. As long as you're not pregnant. Exactly. <laughs> just fucking ask somebody. But man, I didn't have anything else. Really, just like they were like my main points. Are just the film isn't completely terrible. I think just my prior opinion of the film was 
was thinking it must be a bad old film where they explain it because Jackie blew up at like the US box office. Basically. Aye. This is how we all this is why it's fucking accessible now because I guess Netflix bought a bunch of fucking old licenses because they probably got them chucked at them. It was you notice like the opening credits was in in I was gonna say a different language because all the it was like do this. What? Oh, let me try and explain this a bit better. The opening credits were in a foreign language. Right. So, it was we seem to be watching like a foreign cut of the film. So whatever one they've got online is like maybe a German print, because all like all the like instead of saying director producer, it was all foreign. It was. Ah, uh, okay. Aye. Yeah. I've not like the time to fucking. Aye, uh, and even I think the <laughs> subtitles because. Honestly, you had a few options. You got like Mandarin, English, and a few other audio options. I just thought this film just deserves a like a, a dub watch. I'm not gonna watch it in Mandarin with subtitles. I'm just gonna watch yeah. it in English because I think the fucking subtitles, which I left on to a habit, was just typed for like listening to the dub because they're pretty much back for back. Word for word. Yeah, back for back. Aye, <laughs> word for word. So. I just feel like maybe the person listening just typed it to match it. I do feel like that was the authentic subtitles yeah. of the Mandarin print, but do you enjoy a bad dub on a movie? Depends how bad. And like, did it suit this film? Aye. Much, pretty much. Aye. Yeah. I seen, like, an Amazon one-star review saying the the dubbing was awful, it doesn't match the mouse. Like, really? You know, you said the word dubbing to begin with. <laughs> so Fuck the guy is nah. but man I, I wouldn't hate too hard on this film it's one of these ones that you should go in with low expectation and find you could probably find it mildly entertaining mm. and the fact that it's on Netflix it hasn't cost you you've not went out your way to rent it as long as you go in with like a low expectation mm. it should be watchable exactly and and from there it's only up like everything after Gets better, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So, I don't know, that is my notes on this film, Andrew. Well, one thing I can think is my favourite bits is that fucking hay bale oh, slash yes. tunnel. Yes. I thought that was like the most ingenious thing in the film. I was like, where the fuck are they? I know, because that's it. The cabbie got, like, called the whole police force and maybe, like, all the taxi. I couldn't tell the difference between them all when they arrived. And, like, right, you've done us an empty building. We're off. Aye. <laughs> just reverse the way. I mean, at least have a look around the building, lads. Aye. Nah. They just said two folk in here, look. Never looked under or over or anything. They mm. just... No, not there. And I also feel that, that, that bale of hay tunnel. Like, I think at one point when they said, right, they climb through the tunnel, you just see a guy crouch down and stop. So I don't <laughs> think there was an actual tunnel. They were just crouching behind hay. <laughs> Well, that's it. You, that I guess is like fucking guerrilla filmmaking. Like, okay, let's just make it look like a tunnel. Who the fuck cares? Just crouch down, and cut away, and then you're climbing out a closet in a businessman's house. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they come into the bushes first. Uh, that was the one thing that I thought. Uh, oh, did the piss me off? I just kind of nitpicked it. Aye. But it's like you see him. The guy's looking at his window. You see him coming out the tunnel and running across the grass. Aye. And then by the time it takes the man to turn around, he's already up on the second floor of the building in yes. the same room. Aye. It's like, alright. Like, flash. 
Right. You're my chance. <laughs> but I there was I had something else to say there, but I fucking forgot. But the only cupboards. I I there was I like those ideas in film where there's secret passages and they go there and just it's a whole bunch of ties and shirts and they sit touching and they go right. and they find this white corridor. But it's when they apprehend the policewoman and the, the cabbie when they're fighting and of course she's fucking lady kung fu, she should be battering all these thugs. And there's like one guy's like, let's just chuck fucking powdered cement. <laughs> and Let's physically fucking alter her vision. Exactly. And you could tell they were probably actually just using actual cement because the actors were fucking covering, like they covered their eyes well, so it shouldn't have affected their vision, but they're still just like, right. um, we're still just going to throw cement in your face, Charlie. Just just try and cover your eyes. <laughs> so he's like the, <laughs> trying to fight with his fucking face covered. A couple shots to the gut and that's them. <laughs> But I was disappointed that they took her down so soon and just were getting some cement in her hair. Mm-hmm. Or because she looked like fucking superwoman, I expect her just to win right away, but we'd be left with a shorter film. Uh, <laughs> she never practiced the way her eyes blindfolded. Ah, I never chucked shit at her before. Uh. Fucking wild card! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, now, this is the point of the show where I would ask you to hit me with the BBT. Andrew, I've not told you about the the cheesy title, BBT. Oh, what is this? This is a budget box office and trivia. This is the part of the show where my co-host takes over. Uh, I could have prepped you and told you about this beforehand. Yeah, you could have. But so much better telling you now, face to face. Oh, I could have found fuck all. I'm not surprised. <laughs> this is a, an obscure title. So, yeah. Did it make any money? Who knows? Probably, Probably not. not. It might have just cost like 100 quid to make. It just all the it's filmed in folks' houses and I very is that really what fucking Asian people live like? Well, that businessman or the or the taxi drivers. The taxi drivers. Uh, it could be maybe they got a tenancy with their job, like a tight tenancy. Ah, oh, you get a bunk. Right. You know the other taxi drivers in the same room. One of them's got a wife. So I think it's it might be like the taxi driver in his wife's house and they've got spare rooms for his pals who are also taxi drivers. Right. But it also looked like the office as well because he had like the woman on the phone and then another man with a shirt so he must be higher up. <laughs> he must be the manager. Right. But, so, ah, it just it definitely looked like one of these things where there's like probably very little money in it. Yeah. And who knows how much it actually made. The one thing I noticed, apparently they removed the plot line. Oh, okay. It was made a day with the woman, but I couldn't have found any thing on it. On what that, that plot what, hole actually what the was. Plot was uh, yeah. What the plot line was, but apparently yeah. they removed some between the Asian cut and the world mm. release. Aye, because well, that's it. I wouldn't be surprised if there is several different cuts of this film, especially with it being retitled. Because uh, I remember watching. Because I had the rumble on Hong Kong DVD, I fell for that trap and picked up, hopefully out a pound shop, uh-huh. um, and it was the the scene with the superimposed CCTV footage. Yeah, that I remember that being very early on in the start of the film, and of course that's like towards the very end that we saw it in Young Tiger, uh-huh. but because. I think that was like the straw that broke the camel's back. I just turned it off at that point. <laughs> seeing Jackie run about with his big black mole on his face 
and I'm glad the continuity was right. The mole didn't like swap sides or go further up his face or but further why, down. Why have the mole? Hanging is on his that chin? a fucking a trope in, in Asia? It's like bad guys have moles. Kinda. They always like there's. They always seem to have something like that where just like must be evil. He's got a fucking big mole in his face. <laughs> um, but it seemed to be the only because it got brought up on several occasions when the police were like, "What do they look like?" Well, one man has a big mole on his face. It's like, okay, that's enough. And they're like, have you found him? He's like, no, we need more evidence. He has a mole on his face. <laughs> <laughs> what more do I need to tell you? And what and everything, you didn't really, even though that woman says she's a Polish woman, mm-hmm. she's not really seen doing anything Polish woman, eh? She just appears mm-hmm. and then starts looking for her daughter. She's she all went it's, didn't they, it's like you would think he would meet her in the police station. Yes. When he goes to see him, he sees her tea or something like exactly. that. Exactly, have some continuity between uh, her. She's no went all fucking like dirty Harriet. Uh, she just went out on her own to fucking batter folk because her sisters died. Uh, or maybe she just hold up an empty notebook as well. Can you read? That's what no, I was thinking. I'm a Is she really woman. a policewoman? Aye. <laughs> and I like the, the, the finishing note on the film was the. Like, obviously, when they capture the bad guys, and it's like, oh, the police, show their gratitude. It's like, well, I, I've already got gratitude from the police. And he holds up his fucking parking ticket. Hi. I never noticed him get the parking ticket the first time, so... I got it when he finally got out. Ah, after being fucking kidnapped. Uh, it's when he went to radio for backup. Aye. So, it was just when he's like, I, I already got your gratitude. And just pulls up a, piece, a sheet of paper that's all black too. And then it comes up at the end and he's like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> What's this paper? The first thing that came to mind was like, he stole that fucking bearer bond. Right. Like, you kind of like, I, I never, I realised that the old man put it back in his pocket and never <laughs> gave it to the thing with But when he was paying for the drugs, old man. Aye. And he says, like, them payment on delivery. Exactly. I thought it was that. I was Aye. like, oh, he's got some... He's got a mess with their shipment. Ah, he's got mm-hmm. their bonds. Mm-hmm. But, aye. So, I, I've got a couple of bullet points on Amazon one-star reviews. Oh. It has 11 reviews altogether. Eight of them are one-star reviews. Ah. So, it's to be expected. Obviously, our one-star review is also our sponsor. Go to filmsandswearing.com, click on the Amazon link, and do some shopping that's the easiest way to buy yourself some cool stuff and support films and swearing at the same time yeah I was going to say you could treat yourself to a copy of uh, Rumble in Hong Kong but don't it's on yeah. Netflix yeah so yes it's not going to help us out but it'll help you out <laughs> so out of the reviews a lot of people had like big in-depth reviews on this it didn't really? it really didn't need it uh, so I've just cherry picked some of the the choice quotes our first one this movie is a con oh our next one I needed to add my opinion because it's a scam <laughs> how's the scam ah it's no shut up in the house pretend to be fucking British gas <laughs> and fucking stolen all your fucking bonds no <laughs> they just put his face in the cover he is in the film yeah it's just not anything to do with Rumble in the Bronx ah and our next one don't be like me and ignore the reviews of others this is truly an awful film and if only I could get my money back for this. And this was in 2000 when he bought it on VHS. Oh, fuck. The boy spent eleven ninety nine on a tape. <laughs> Holy shit. 
And our last one, the editing is really bad. It's all over the place and the dubbing is just terrible. It's out of sync all the time. Mm. I mean, I could see some of the sound effects being bad. Like, towards the end when uh, the cabbie and Jackie were fighting with, like, sticks. Mm-hmm. Like, all the sound effect, the person in the sound effects was, like, trying to fucking catch up with them because they're fighting that quick. Yeah. So some of the, the was, like, fucking a little bit off. But yeah. other than that, it's a dubbed film, so what do you expect? They were not short and sync sound in those days. No. But aye, that's it. That's mm-hmm. my Amazon One Star Reviews. Um, and next week on the Films and Swear and Movie Podcast, it is week two of January, and I will be teaming up with, I think, Tom KW and Phil G from Podcast and Fire to cover Project A. Ooh. Yes. Make sure the the good guests get the good folks. <laughs> hey, I just went accessible for us. Fuck off. <laughs> Next year you'll get a good one. Huh. Tell me at noon, we'll remember it for like a I year's totally, time. Totally, totally remember it. <laughs> you just pull up this episode. I'll know because it'll be the second person that's downloaded it. <laughs> like, fucking Rumble in Hong Kong? That's a scam. I'm not listening to that episode. <laughs> Or we, we say it's fucking Rumble in the Bronx and it goes like, it's Rumble in Hong Kong. I mean, <laughs> it is a scam. <laughs> the bastards caught us out. Yeah. So yes, because I think Mikey is on his way home from Madrid as we speak. Oh. So aye, that's the thing. He's coming back to the country. Sooner than I thought. Went, I went away on Tuesday, back on Saturday. So, and I... Right, so, that's us. Yeah. That is the end of episode 211. I've been your host, Stuart Sutherland, joining me across the table today. No caring, always swearing, Andy Walker. Yeah. And ladies and gentlemen, fuck off and tune in next week. Oh, you stole it. I stole it. I don't get to fucking say that. Oh, I, I, it's, it's, it's been so long. <laughs> All right, no, so. No, I'm not saying it. You said it already. Spite it. <laughs> you can just fuck go on, off. Then. There you go. Just... I've turned off my mic. They'll still hear your mind. I'm high by off some distance, so only you can say it now. Huh. Fuck off. Until the next week. Bird's fucking loving it. <laughs> <laughs>